0: Manx Radio's update with Andy Wint. Fast
1: Good evening. It's half past five. This is update for Thursday, 23rd of February, 2023 from Manx Radio. 30 minutes to look at the latest news on the Isle of Man and background to the news... Sport and business and Sea Watch and travel updates and the newsmakers in person tonight. No camping at Sulby Claddock's 20 miles an hour speed limit proposed for all residential areas. A decline interest in uh, Manx rallying. Ray Harmer's back in politics and the Ravens are searching for a new manager. Man Benham for all your business and legal needs. First of all, at 29
2: minutes ahead of 6 o'clock, the update news headlines. Faster My Christian Jones. Faster My. Wider ranges of sentencing options could be made available to courts dealing with young offenders as part of a review due to take place later this year. An urgent review of sentences was one of the recommendations put forward by a Timmel's committee looking for ways to improve youth justice. Campers won't have the option to stay at Solby-Claddock overnight during the 2023 season. Government says the site has become unsustainable in its current form due to rising maintenance costs and is being run at a significant loss. And the new Peel Commissioner says he wants to serve the community and enable things to happen in the town. Ray Harmer, who held a ministerial role until the 2021 general election, believes his experience as an MHK will help him as a commissioner. In international news, three men have been arrested after an off-duty police officer was shot several times. Detective Chief Inspector John Caldwell was critically injured when he was targeted in front of his young son at a sports complex last night. Spain's says its fruit and veg export should improve soon as production recovers from bad weather. It's led to shortages of produce such as tomatoes and peppers in supermarkets which the UK's Environment Secretary says could last continue for another month. And the Queen's consort has appeared in public for the first time since catching Covid. Camilla's missed a series of engagements after testing positive for Covid last week. Those are the update news headlines. We'll be back at six. Man Benham. Contact us by phone video call, email, or face-to-face.
0: We're happy to connect with you. Manx Radio Weather, with Manx Glass and Glazing. Thank you, my, thank you Christian, from the Ronaldsway
1: Met Office. There is a strong wind warning in operation tomorrow for the North REC. State of sea currently slight or moderate. And the three-day weather, clouds increasing this evening on a freshening northwest come westerly wind, We're down to five degrees through the night. It will be dry to... And for Jehenia, tomorrow, Friday, dry and cloudy in a fresh-to-strong northwest wind. A brighter and calmer afternoon and up to 9 degrees. A dry evening and overnight, minimum 3 into Jasan. Saturday, dry and sunny with a light to moderate northeasterly. Top temperature, 7 degrees. Sunsets in 10 minutes. Time at 17 minutes before 6 tonight. Low water, 8 minutes past 8. High tides, 6 minutes to 2 a.m., Sunrise
0: at 19 minutes past 7 tomorrow
1: morning and the morning low water at 10 past 8.
0: Visit the Manx Glass and Glazing website and see a range of products from windows to doors, mirrors to splashbacks. Manxglass.com Proposals
1: by Douglas Central MHK and Callard, which would see 20-mile-per-hour speed limits made default in the island's residential areas, caused quite a stir in Timwell this week. The issue was originally debated in uh, July and October 2020, with action still yet to materialise. Russian MHK Dr Michelle Haywood wants to see 20-mile-per-hour zones introduced across the primary school, Skolfer-Lamora, in Port St Mary.
3: The DOI were working on the 20-mile-an-hour in and Villages scheme... And- as Tim Ward had instructed them to do. And their definition of where the the village started and where ours was just didn't go inside at all. We firmly thought that the school should be included in that zone. It is right on the edge of their zone and they were literally going to start the 20 mile an hour sign about five metres before the school entrance and it wasn't going to cover the road that the school exit goes onto at all. So that would have still been into 30 miles an hour. They are using UK-based design guidelines and not necessarily looking at whether it's appropriate in the Manx context and when we challenged them about some of their data and we said, you know, how many accidents have they been? And they said, oh, there was one on Park Road. And it turns out that the commissioners around the table knew that that was somebody who stepped out from behind a bus. So it was nothing to do with the speed limit on the road at the time or anything. And so sometimes they're trying to use metrics that are the wrong metrics for that local environment. And I think it's a, a real shame that DOI aren't listening to the local population. But I hope we've kind of sent up a big enough signal that says you really do need to consult and get some local knowledge into this decision making. At the moment, they're busy saying, well, Tim would have told us to go and do 20 miles an hour, we're just going to go and keep plugging away at the 20 miles an hour, instead of doing a risk assessment and saying, well, where are our, our places that we're really concerned about? And it, it, I challenge anyone to say to me that, that they're not most concerned about the area around schools when you've got large numbers of children, and we know children coming out of school at the end of the day can be distracted, they can be talking to their mates, they can step out without a thought off the pavement. And so so those are the bits where you know you've got real risk areas. And so to focus on worrying about what speed cars are going down Bayview Road in Port St Mary rather than what speed they're doing past the school gates, to not focus on the safety around the school, I think it's almost criminal.
1: If you're waiting for somebody to get off tonight's Ben McCree, she's just gone on to the Linkspan, they'll be off in about the next 10 minutes or so. Camping's been suspended at Solby Claddock after government deemed the site unsustainable due to rising maintenance costs. The toilet block at the government facility has been condemned and needs to be demolished. Deafer Minister Claire Barber, MHK, says a consultation will be carried out to gather views on the future operation of the campsite. There's been a lot of
4: discussion about Solby-Claddock um, and it feels there's an opportunity in taking the time to demolish the toilet block, which as I say is been condemned, it, it's in breach of the Public Health Act. We will then have an opportunity to consult and to understand better what the best use of that land is um, so we know it's common, common land um, and there's been a lot of discussion over the years, I think it's fair to say and Tim all about the rights of common and what that, what that means. But the reality is that with tightening budgets and with DEFA having a real primary focus, I suppose, on agriculture, fisheries, forestry, the reality is that uh, it has become a, a challenge to manage what has essentially become a campsite. So there's a, a good network, actually, of campsites and, and camper van stops across the island. And at the minute, some of it feels a little bit piecemeal, and it's been a bit like that, I suppose, in terms of what is providing. And a lot of that has been ad hoc. There's questions around planning permissions. There's questions around, you know, should we be running something that's anti-competitive when there are a significant number of campsites that are set up and, uh, you know, are having to turn a, a profit or at least break even. When we've published the costs associated with Solby, which clearly show that that is a significant cost to government um, and specifically to DEFA. But for me, I think the really important piece in all of this is recognising that there is a piece of land that actually because of some of the changes that have been made over the years appears to be being used less than perhaps it was previously and i think by taking the time to do a consultation with all of those who potentially use the site now and those who might like to use it in the future we have that opportunity to then review those responses publish them and have an open conversation in that regard
3: this is the most listened to isle of man news source and monks radio's update is the isle of man's most downloaded news podcast
1: Tested by 22 minutes before 6 this Thursday evening. The Isle of Man seeing a decline in the level of interest and demand for local rallying events, according to a Manx motorsport organisation. So why is this happening?
5: David Klukas is a committee member for Manx Autosport. I think that's post-COVID and um, I think attitudes have kind of changed as well to, to rallying. I think we've also failed ourselves, to be honest, because I don't think we promote ourselves enough and we don't promote the events that we have enough to attract people, so I think we we need more conversations with the likes of you guys and and other media outlets that we can try and promote what we've got on and promote the benefits of actually competing in these events. I think there's a lot of perception that may be misnomed about the cost and the people see the see the massive events that go on and the the cars that cost thirty and forty grand and automatically presume that that's what motorsport is all about and 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 that that kind of works against us from the point of view of attracting people in at the very beginning stage at the the lowest level and that kind of when we try to promote things everybody automatically has that assumption that you've got to have a great car for it and it's trying to change that perception i think is going to be something that we definitely as a club and motorsport clubs in general have to work on we're trying a new approach through through the website through one of our teams has done a good job on the website to to make it more accessible plus we had a really social aspect that kind of has slipped so we need to bring back in more of, more of a social aspect to it so things like martial nights and timekeepers nights all these these people are are, are very, very vital for for our future as, as a club and, and also to put on the events. And there are people out there that want to get involved, but they don't quite know how to. So the website is the one place to go to. And the promotion of that...
1: Former Infrastructure Minister Ray Harm has been elected as a new Peel Commissioner in an uncontested by-election. He lost his seat at the general election in 2021 and replaced Mike Wade, who resigned from the Board of Commissioners last month. Our local democracy reporter Emma Draper caught up with Ray Harmer.
6: The reason I wanted to stand is to really serve the community and to serve the people of Peel and is something I'm very passionate about and it's really about how I can help and support issues and uh, see things come to fruition.
7: What would you like to achieve as a Commissioner?
6: Well I think there's lots of issues that are facing Peel, with uncertainty around the post office and and also input into the North West plan is important but also for me, you know, celebrating the good things that we have in our community obviously it depends on how the of the board feel I'm very keen on any opportunities around recycling and to do with climate change but also very conscious of the fact cost of living crisis and supporting that but I think the main thing for me is around enabling things to happen supporting new ventures and new ideas and new events and promoting people do
7: you think your experience as an MHK will help you
6: when there are consultations that come through having seen both sides of that now and also when there are certain things that are said at the understanding both sides of the issue I think is quite helpful to be able to bring it to resolution or or to see where there are issues that need to be resolved. What
7: do you think the commissioners can do to try and improve those key issues?
6: The main thing is to raise the profile and to ask very serious questions around the post office and around the ones that have been going for many many years you know sewage is another one really just making sure that people's voices are heard and that we get resolution to those.
0: Sea Watch with the Isle of Man Steam Packet Company. The motorship Ben McCree departed Hesham
1: at 10 past 2 this afternoon. She's safe in the inner harbour on the link span at the moment. She'll be departing at 7.45 this evening for Hesham. Arriving at half past 11. The overnight departure is at 2.15 a.m. back to Douglas tomorrow morning for 6 and the morning departure tomorrow
0: is Ben McCree 8.45 for Hesham. Follow the Steam Packet on Twitter for the latest sailing information. Thanks for joining Max
1: Radio this evening. We're live from Douglas in the Isle of Man, and FC Isle of Man's today begun searching for a permanent new manager to take over the team from the start of next season. Paul Jones is in interim charge of the side to the end of this season. I was aware that that
8: this was going to happen, and, you know, firstly, it's an appropriate thing to do, you know, from from the club's point of view, is to make sure that the process is is open and transparent. So that's great. You know, I've really enjoyed the time with the players, really enjoyed working with the players. Um, They've been an absolutely different class so yeah I'm gonna think about it really carefully like there's more people than me that, that need to be involved in this decision it's, it's a big commitment for anybody involved in the football club and I've been involved in some ways more than most from, for the last four years so if I'm gonna do it it's it's because the people around me are supportive of that you know the the players within the group are supportive of that and um, I've got a group of people that I know that can work with me to, to go and deliver the best product we can for the players so that's I know a bit of a fudge of an answer, but it's, it's something that I need to consider really, really carefully. And if um, circumstances align, um, then I'll f- certainly throw my, my hat in the ring and, and see what happens. If you did choose
9: either to not apply or you did apply and someone else takes up the position next season, have you thought that far ahead about what's next for you, or are you still just taking it a week at a time?
8: No, like I knew you were going to ask me this question, not that question, but the question before. And my straight back answer was just going to be I'm focusing on Saturday, and you know, and I am, you know, and that and we are, and the players are you know this could turn into a distraction which it can't do you know I'm I'm here to with the players and the coaches that we're working with to, to get the very best out of each other over the next 10 games and that's our focus, that's it. And regardless of what happens through the application process and whether I am or not the, the manager of the football club for next season, our sole aim is to leave the club in as good a place as it possibly can be for whoever takes on, whether that's me or whether that's somebody else in the future. Manx
0: Radio Business Briefing. At 16
1: minutes before 6, aerospace and defence company Rolls-Royce posted a better than expected rise in Operating profit as the post-pandemic recovery in international travel continued, sending shares in the company up 19%. The company uh, today posted a statutory operating profit of 837 million pounds sterling in 2022, up from 513 million pounds a year before. Revenue grew to 13.5 billion pounds from 11.2 billion. And for a full daily market report, go to RamseyCrookall.com. And talking of international travel, Qantas has announced half-year profits of more than. 1 billion dollars Australian. There's now 1.4 billion Australian dollars. Half-year profits and a dramatic turnaround of the airline's fortune since last year. It comes after the company lost more than 7 billion Australian dollars during the pandemic when Australia imposed strict travel rules. Its troubles continued last year with criticism over cancelled flights, lost luggage and delays. Qantas said strong demand for flights, higher airfares and cost cutting were behind the rebound. Chief Exec Alan Joyce said revenue, a triple for the six months to the end of December to almost 10 billion Australian dollars as pandemic travel restrictions were eased.
0: The Stock Market Report. Brought to you by Ramsey Crookall.
1: UK and European markets closed slightly higher as investors digested released by the US Fed that showed members are still committed to fighting inflation. US stocks turned lower, oil firmed, and gold prices slipped to their lowest in about two months. The numbers now from Ramsey Crookall at the close in London. The FTSE 100 was down three-tenths of a percent at 7,907. The DAX in Frankfurt was up half a percent at the close at 15,475. The Dow Jones Industrial in New York City, currently down over six tenths of a percent at 32,839. The NASDAQ Tech Stocks Index, down just over six tenths of a percent at 11,436. And the SP 500 in Chicago, down just over half a percent at 3,970. In the exchange markets, the British pound sterling trading at 1 US dollar, 19.8 cents, 1 euro, 13.4 cents, and 21 South African rand, 90.9 cents. In commodities, gold's down a third of a percent at $1,819 per troy ounce, and a barrel of Brent crude is up 1.5% at $81.55.
0: The world was a very different place when Ramsey Crookall set up business back in 1946. But his passion for providing outstanding service and looking after every client as if they were one of the family has endured for over 76 years. So, if you're looking for the continuity of a personal, bespoke investment strategy, perhaps it's time to look at our discretionary services. Trustworthy, dependable and tailored. Ramsey Crookle, the island's investment specialist. Call 717171 or visit RamseyCrookle.com. Licensed and regulated by the Isle of Man Financial Services Authority. The
2: Isle of Man in 30
3: minutes. Update on Manx Radio with Andy Wendt.
0: More than 2,000 GP appointments
1: were missed in December and January. The latest did-not-attend rates for GP surgeries across the Isle of Man have been released by Manx Care. Uh, The Health Minister, Laurie Hooper, MHK, says the figures weren't unexpected I think Max Care are going to take an approach of publishing these rates regularly
10: to try and highlight the issue for people so that try to remind people if you are going to miss your appointment for whatever reason, you know, do your absolute best to let the practice uh, know. There are uh, quite a different range of ways people can get, get this information to the practice, uh, obviously through telephone, can't always get on the phone, I absolutely get that. Most practices use patient access, nearly all of them as well will let you cancel by email uh, so if you need to notify the practice you can do it even at very short notice uh, where that's possible. So uh, some of the rates I think. Um, relate to the numbers of appointments that are held so ramsey for example is the single largest practice i think on the island so it's understandable they'd have a a larger uh, absolute number of of cases but it is a concern i think of mine and of the broader health service that we are seeing relatively high rates of of do not attends not just in gps and primary care but also in secondary care in the hospital i appreciate that that something's happened at very last minute and you can't always let the practice know so sometimes some of these will be genuine i just couldn't attend and i didn't have the ability to let the practice know and and i think we have to acknowledge that Uh, but undoubtedly within this there will be people who have tried to contact the practice and haven't been able to get through there been others who simply haven't uh, and sometimes people genuinely just will forget so there are there are steps I think we can take in terms of improved reminders and things like that to encourage people to to attend appointments Uh, and like I say don't always default to using the telephone you know if you can email or use the patient access app to notify your practice that you're not going to be attending an appointment because you're right if I'm on the phone trying to cancel an appointment I'm taking up a line from someone else who may be trying to book it Uh, so if you can use these alternative
9: methods as well I think that would be really health. Manx Radio, Ford. Fast I, Rob Pritchard Fast good evening, starting this evening with Motorsport and last year's Senior Manx Grand Prix winner will be making the step up to compete in the Isle of Man TT races later this year. Stephen Smith will ride for the TC Racing by DP cold planing team in the Superbike, Superstock and Senior races using a Honda Fireblade machine. It'll be the first time the 37-year-old has ridden a 1,000cc machine around the Snaefell Mountain course He'd been due to take part in TT 2022 but had to withdraw at late notice. Smith dominated. The senior MGP race in 2022, leading from start to finish, and taking the checkered flag nearly 40 seconds ahead of his nearest competitor and lapping at 121.767 miles an hour. Staying with motorsport and successful sidecar racer John Holden appears to have confirmed who his passenger will be at this year's TT. He'll be joined by Frenchman Max Vasseur in 2023, a man who already has experience around the mountain course. Vasseur has ridden alongside Cloud Montagne in 2015 and 2016, and then with Carl Bennett in 2017 and 2018. Turning now to cycling and it was a tough result today for Mark Cavendish as he and Astana Kazakhstan took part in Stage 4 of the UAE Tour today. The Manx missile got himself into contention for the final sprint of the 174km stage but it didn't quite work out as planned as Cav went on to finish just outside the Top 15. But there will be more sprint opportunities for Cavendish to come in the event, starting with Stage 5 tomorrow on a 170km course from Al Marjan Islands to Um Al Kuwain. The race will get underway on Friday Friday at 12.30 pm local time. And finally, a Manx Olympic snowboarder has been part of history this week as a new skiing world record was set in Europe last night. Zoe jennings Breyer was one of thousands who made the journey to Les Arcs 1800 in France in an attempt to break the world record for the highest number of skiers in a torchlit descent. Zoe and all those involved went on to smash the record with 3,589 people taking part. The previous best was 2,887, set in 2016. Manx Radio Travel. Driven by Keyside Tires and Service Centre.
1: Some cancellations at Ronalds Way. The five past four inbound Loganair from Manchester was cancelled. Uh, the seven thirty EasyJet from Gatwick's on time. The five to eight returning patient transfer plane Loganair from Liverpool is on time. The five past eight Loganair from London City is cancelled. Outbound at 6 o'clock, patient transfer plane Logan Air to Liverpool on time. The 8 o'clock EasyJet back to Gatwick is on time. On the roads, temporary lights on the main road at Ballabeg near Arbury Parish Hall for that new zebra crossing. Castle Street, one way northbound in Castle Town. In Peel, you've got temporary closures in phases around East Key and the Brom. And between Peel and St John's, 24-hour temporary lights on the main road for pavement work. 24-hour temporary lights in Mayhill, Ramsey, also at Marketplace, and on the Andrus Road between Ramsey and Regerby for drainage work. In Pullrose, a section of Pullrose Road between uh, by Alder Hay, uh, Alder Road, and the Methodist Church closed for work on a new pedestrian crossing. Millennium Bridge is closed in Douglas between 8 tonight and 4 tomorrow morning. Victoria Road still got um, that closure between Broadway and Marathon Road for resurfacing in Douglas. Narrow lanes and temporary crossing in Victoria Street, and Lane near the Heron in Douglas is uh, a new pedestrian crossing temporary lights there. Sandy Gate uh, temporary lights on the Jerby Road for water main installation and the Coast Road close between Jerby and the Len for resurfacing and the Ballymenic Road's phase water closures
0: remember those temporary closures on the Regby West Road for water main replacement. Keyside Tires and Service Centre. Spread your payments interest free. Get more with Keyside
1: the Department of Infrastructure faces huge challenges if it's to meet targets set out in the government's Ireland plan. According to the Minister, Chris Thomas, MHK, who says the budget allocated to the department this year is lower than it was in 2021. We do have
11: revenue that's increased from the budget last year, but it's lower than what we, than we actually spent this year and the year before. Um, it's co- it will cause us huge problems, but it's not particularly the revenue budget that gives us problems, it's the capital budget, because Department of Infrastructure has more than half of the discrete and the rolling schemes and they've been cut back and we we were just encouraged... And um, well, we had to choose which uh, new schemes we put forward because there is pressure on the capital funds. So that's going to have a huge impact. And the pledge I made today was that, of course, every pound of public revenue has to be used wisely. Capital is precious, um, revenue is precious. And we have huge challenges if we're going to meet the island plan and the economic strategy that the Department of Infrastructure has to contribute to. Um, we, we have infrastructure that's now been assessed, and we need lots of money for our highways, for our houses. Uh, for our ports and it's got something everything we asked for we got through today um in the pink book because the pink book was was approved so we've got work inside our ports particularly and coming up inside our airports in in, in the next year because that's a strategic lifeline but everybody knows we have highways in which the investment is needed and we, we need we have a housing crisis and not only is it castle russian high school that's in the um the new design and feasibility stage i've been in today and made sure that we're making good progress to table lots of highways and housing and other bids into the um, the new capital process, which we support completely because it means every three months now there's a chance for things to be
1: prioritised and money to be spent on the absolute best possible way. This week, Tim Wilde approved a range of recommendations designed to improve how children and young adults going through the criminal justice system are dealt with. The Constitutional and Legal Affairs and Justice Committees asked for an increased range of sentences to be considered as a matter of urgency, but an amendment from the Home Affairs Minister means this will now be looked at as part of a wider review of the criminal justice strategy. Chair of the committee, Tanya august Hansen, MLC.
7: There's always been this sort of concentration and looking back at the youth justice team as was and how um, that sort of brought a number of different individuals that were very, very passionate, had an awful lot of drive together from across government. But then there was this issue that we address in recommendation four of the report, whereby... And a member of that committee or a, a agency department, um, more specifically of that committee, then walked away, had um, the, uh, the, the resources, the funding, budget, allocation, walked away with that. Um, and there was nothing that could then take place. Um, it all fell apart. Um, it was working extraordinarily effectively when this team player then then walked away with the budget and it disappeared Um, offending rates and re-offending rates then um, took a hike and this is basically just trying to address that and actually in fairness there has been an awful lot of work that has been done with the courts um, with um, the, the Department of Home Affairs and a number of other different players including DHSC that have actually been working on a project to try and improve this situation since the start of the administration administration and essentially the recommendation alterations that um, were agreed just now in timber court they were sort of aligning with what we were saying but just with sort of tweaks and changes to, to basically make sure that our recommendations and the feel of our recommendations were alive and well but just that it sort of fit into the structure that they were imagining and actually it doesn't really take away from what we were trying to do anyway.
1: That's it for our update tonight. Compile from the resources of Manx Radio's news department. Thanks to newsreader Christian Jones, producer Rhianne Evans.
6: W-I-N-T